Welcome to the Med Street Journal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Med Street Journal podcast sponsored by Open Loop, a trusted partner for telehealth companies across the U.S. looking to launch and scale their virtual care services. Check them out at openloophealth.com. Today, I'm joined by another very special guest, Ms. Kim Tolson, the CEO and founder for insurance billing for telehealth practitioners. And she is an LCSW with an online private practice and is living as a digital nomad. She is a coach for therapists and virtual assistants who want to learn insurance billing, work remotely, and travel the world. So that being said, I'm excited to have her on the podcast, give her an opportunity to share the impact she's having in the healthcare space. So that being said, Kim, thanks for uh, jumping on. Hi, thank you so much. I'm really honored to be here. Yeah, no problem. So yeah, why don't we give people a brief background of who you are and how you got started in the whole telehealth space? Yeah, well, I'm a therapist, so I was in private practice for quite some time, and I was taking like maybe eight weeks of vacation a year because I love to travel, and then I ran across someone that was doing online therapy. This was back in 2018 before COVID and all that. I ran into somebody that was doing online therapy, and I was like, wait a second. Oh, my God. So I don't have to be in my office. Like I could see my clients from anywhere. It was like a light bulb went off because I was taking so much time off doing the traveling. Like My clients were used to it. They were like, okay, where are you going this time? Like every other month I was going on vacation. So to figure out that I could do both at the same time was like amazing for me. And then I took my practice all online. And when I was doing that, I was realized, okay, there are like regulations you have to pay attention to, especially if you're like an insurance provider. If you're also providing services to clients that want to use their health insurance, there's things to take into account. Like not all insurances cover telehealth then, So I made it my mission to figure out insurance billing with telehealth. And then that sort of evolved into a course that I wrote to help other therapists do it. So now I'm more in the coaching space about insurance billing for telehealth and also how to travel and do all of that together at the same time, because that's how I love living my life. And I want to share that message with other people as well. And that's awesome. I kind of mentioned it briefly before we jumped on, but the idea of having that location freedom, being able to have an impact, continue to do the job that you love and that you're good at, but not having to be tied down to a single location. And you've been able to make that transition. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people, a lot of professionals would prefer. So can you speak on that transition and your thought process and your mindset when taking that leap, taking that jump? into a remote role? Yeah, at first I was really nervous about it because I was afraid my clients weren't going to go along with it, like that they wanted to just do the in-person and office therapy type thing. And I was pretty amazed for the most part. They were like, yeah, that's cool. They got invested in my journey as well. So they wanted to support that, but also still wanted to work with me. So initially that was my concern. With COVID now, I think the whole world is more used to it now. So it's easier for people to transition into this role than maybe it was before. I think there was a lot more fear around it before. That was the journey. I just wanted to be able to travel. And then basically I have a boyfriend that also works remotely. He can work from anywhere. So one day we just decided like, we're going to sell everything, our houses, our cars, we sold everything. And we moved. Our first move was down to um, Hollywood, Florida, like right outside of Miami. And then about three months later, COVID hit. So we were like, Oh my God, now we're stuck. (laughs) But Still, this was a pretty cool place to get stuck down here. And then in the last year, we picked up the traveling again. In the last year, I've been to Alaska. I was just in Los Cabos, Mexico, Vail, Colorado. We've been able to just go wherever we want and work this year now that COVID has lightened up a little bit. It feels safer to travel now. But that was how the transition went. Nice. It was your love of travel that made you want to 
figure out like, all right, I want to travel. This is something I want to do, but I still need to work. I still need to take care of my responsibilities, but like, how can I mesh them together to have, to create the lifestyle that works for you? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you're not tied down to one location. And I think especially being in like the telehealth space or like being a therapist, you don't have to see your patients in office. Like you can have a conversation with them like how we're having a conversation right now. So how's that been dealing with patients over camera versus in person? To me, it's not that much different. As long as you have good eye contact and you've got that rapport and you're not getting distracted by notifications on your screen and all that stuff. If you could be totally present with your client, it feels the same to me. And most of my clients say the same thing. But there were a couple that were like, no way, I want to be in the office with somebody and they just transitioned out, which is fine. I totally respect that. But for me, as long as... The two people are connecting and working on something together. It doesn't matter if it's over video or in an office. Okay. Because you see, especially during COVID and stuff like that, how rapidly telehealth services were adopted because healthcare in general has been an industry that's been slow to adopt new technologies because whatever it is, whether it be stakeholders or just the regulations and how strict the industry is. But now that you can see the potential, and for me, it's like you can go from like just a one-to-one model to like a one-to-many model. So you can see more people. And so from your perspective, like when you were a therapist, I forgot to ask you where you're from. Did you just see people in your local community versus now? I feel like you have that opportunity to connect with people outside of your community and just whoever mm-hmm. needs help, you have that freedom to do so. Yeah, that's interesting topic because a lot of us, like I'm an LCSW and a certified substance abuse counselor, and we're actually still restricted to practice within our state of licensure. So I'm licensed only in the state of Virginia. So wherever I travel, I still have to be able to see my clients that are physically located in the state of Virginia at the time of my session, which most of us in the field feel like it's totally archaic not to just have like national licensure, but we really are still regulated by the states that we come from. So luckily, Virginia for an LCSW, they allow you to work from anywhere as long as your client is still physically located in the state of Virginia. It has opened it up for me that now I can see everybody in the state of Virginia. But before, when I was just in my office, not doing telehealth, it was just that local little area where people could travel to see me. So it's opened it up that way, but there are still really big restrictions around it. Okay. So rather than just local to Virginia, you shifted to a virtual model. Now you can increase the radius of the people, but still within Virginia. Is it hard to get licensed in multiple states or would that be something you'd recommend? Since I have the coaching business now, I've really cut back on my client caseload. So I'm not looking for new clients, but for clinicians that are really starting out in their own private practices, it's totally fine to go get licensed in a couple of different states. I would encourage them to do a little research, especially their insurance providers, because some states pay higher than other states for insurance rates. So doing a lot of research around that, I help clinicians do that, that want to have multi-state licenses and also take insurance and be able to travel. That's something to really take into consideration. But yeah, it's totally something you can do. Some states allow you just to show them your license and they say, yeah, you meet the requirements. Here's a license in this state. But other states make you take a whole other licensing exam. And I mean, it's crazy. So there's certain states you don't want to get licensed in and some that are better. So yeah, going through the licensing process the first time is enough. Like I had to do that for MRI. And I was like, dude, if I had to take a test or every state I worked in, it's like, man, that would not be fun. Do you have national, the ability to go anywhere in the country or you have to stick to your state? 
Yeah, so I have the ART. So like for MRI, I have ART, MR, which is like nationally accredited. But depending on the state, you have to have a a state license. So like I'm from California, so they require you to have a state license in California. Now I live in Texas and they require you to have the same. But like I've also done travel MRI in like Idaho and Michigan, and they didn't require that to work in like hospitals and stuff. So I get what you're saying. It all depends on where you're playing, what states you're playing with. Exactly. Yeah, because some states actually won't even let you remotely work in their state. Even if you're not seeing clients in their state, they won't even let you work in their state. Yeah. So I think what's interesting to me is the whole idea of learn, do, teach, where you learn something and you just do it yourself. And that's the process that you went through as a therapist, where you learned the better business model, in my opinion. And then you started doing it and you started having success. You started seeing that transformation and how it affected your life. And now you're in the process of sharing it, whether it's through courses that you created or coaching. And so now you're teaching it to people. So I want to give you an opportunity to talk about that. And who is it that you're helping and how you're going about helping them? Right now, I have a course that I think as of yesterday, 550 therapists have taken that course and it teaches them how to build insurance in their private practices. Part of my journey was I ended up with some billers that weren't great when I started my private practice and I didn't know anything about insurance billing. So I figured out like probably a little too late that they weren't doing a great job and I was losing a lot of money through them. So that and the online stuff inspired me to put together this course that teaches you how to know everything about insurance billing just to empower you in your own business, really. The therapist, if they want to do it on their own, Fantastic. That's what I do. I do all my own billing. If they want to hire a biller, that's fantastic too. But I want therapists to have the knowledge so they can know what's going on in their business. So they can know if they're losing money or if the biller's not doing a good job or if they want to do it on their own, they can do that. So I've got the course and then out of the course evolved a membership, which is myself and bringing a different biller each month. They come in and they're experts and I help along the way, but the membership is For therapists that want to do it on their own, but they're just not quite sure if they can do it all by themselves. So they come into the membership and we help them each month. I've got that going on. And then recently it evolved into a course for admin assistants and virtual assistants. I wrote another course for them to learn billing as well in case they want to work in the mental health space and support therapists in their private practices. And I I really feel passionate about helping them learn billing the right way. So they're doing a good job for these therapists that are working so hard and trusting the money part to the virtual assistants. So I've got that course going on as well. Interesting. I think that's a good problem to create content around because most people, they think you just have the healthcare provider and then they offer the services to the patient, but the average person doesn't realize there's a little power triangle going on where it's like, you got to go through the insurance and they handle all the nitty gritty stuff, like the business stuff. And then they make that connection. But a lot of people may not be as educated as they need to be, especially if you're trying to run your own practice and stuff. So how did you go about identifying like that specific problem and going about helping people? All this stuff always seems to evolve out of like personal crisis. It's like, I realized that the billers were doing a terrible job. So I decided I was going to try to build a first like next new person on my own, like without them knowing just to see if I could figure it out. And then they actually found out I was doing that and they actually fired me. So here I am with like a hundred active like clients. I was seeing like, at that time, I was seeing like 30 or 40 clients a week. I had no idea what I was going to do. So it was either I'm going to have to hire other billers or I'm going to have to figure this out on my own. And I figured out that moment, I just want to do this on my own because I don't want to just put the trust back in another company that might not do a good job again. So I just buckled down. And as I was learning it, I was writing it all down. I'm like, this is a course. Like I need to give this to other therapists so they don't have the same thing happen to them. 
Nice. And did you have a small beta group when you started? Yeah, I recruited some therapists that were in this online course that I took, how to be an online therapist. I recruited some of them that were also insurance providers to come in and take my course and go through it and let me know what's missing, that kind of thing. So I got some feedback about the course and then it evolved from there. That's awesome. So where you are now, like we talked about, you made that transition to like virtual care, but I feel like when you do that, when you leave the in-person stuff behind, people feel like you lose that personal touch or that sense of community. But you, you keep that alive, whether it's through your email list and growing an email list and communicating with people through your newsletter, but also you created a Facebook group, right? So I want to yes. talk about how you go about facilitating the community and connecting people together and stuff like that. Yeah, the Facebook group is pretty amazing. It's a free Facebook group. It's grown to, I think we have about 7,500 members right now. And it's interesting because also billers have started to join the group as well. So we have this really unique community of therapists and billers like working together and they help each other. And it's, if somebody pops in and says, oh my God, I got a denial on this 90837 through this company and I don't understand what happened. This is the denial code or whatever. About 50 people jump in and try to help them figure it out. So it's become an amazing community. Man, that's awesome. And so you yeah. said you help therapists and like virtual assistants. What role would the virtual assistant play? Are they just to be there to help the therapist or the therapist doesn't have to learn this insurance billing stuff? Yes. Being a therapist, I come from a place of like, I want to join each person on their journey right where they are. So some therapists want to learn how to do it on their own. They're fine. They're organized. They can do it by themselves. Others like want to hire somebody, but they don't know who to trust. So I basically identified a bunch of different options for that individual therapist. I want to meet with them and figure out like, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What, how much of this can you handle? Do you want to handle it? And then I figure out like, okay, well then I think this course might be the right thing for you. Or I've got these billers that I've vetted and that are really trusted and I, I'm going to refer you to them and you can use them or, okay, you've got the billing down you're still having some problems. Maybe just my membership is the right thing for you. So you have a little extra support or that kind of thing. So I've got different categories because the longer I keep doing this, I'm realizing there's different needs for different people. So I'm trying to have a solution for everybody. Nice. Like you just have a central hub and that acts as a resource for whatever sort of situation people are in. They have that content to go and dive into depending on their certain needs. Exactly. Awesome. We're coming towards like the end of the main meat section of the podcast, but I have one more question. And it's like, what sort of advice would you have for other healthcare professionals or therapists specifically on how they can transition into a more virtual profession? That's a good question. I have to think about that. I would say identify the lifestyle you want to have first, because some people think they want to do telehealth and they realize they don't like it. They want to be in an office with other coworkers and, and doing that. So I'd say, first figure that part out. And then if you think telehealth for you, figure out if you want to be an insurance-based provider. And if you do, check in with somebody like me or even my Facebook group to find out which insurances are the best for supporting an insurance-based practices. Because some insurances pre-pandemic didn't cover telehealth very well at all. So if you want to be a telehealth-only provider, there's certain companies you should be credentialed with versus others. Now with the pandemic coming to a close, hopefully we're starting to really worry about telehealth being taken away again, because everybody's gotten so used to it being so easy to do. But before you really had to call the plan, you had to make sure it was covered. A lot of times you get denials. So I, I would say if you want to be telehealth, make sure you're really educated about which insurance companies you can work with and not have any problems. Yeah. That's a good piece of advice. Excellent way to end this main 
segment, but we've been covering a lot about telehealth, insurance billing, and a bunch of interesting stuff. But I like to end each episode on a little lighter exercise with something I call the rapid fire round. So I'm just going to ask you a list of questions and you give me whatever answers you come up with. Okay. Okay. All right. So question number one, what is your favorite book of all time? This is hard. (laughs) I mean, I have a million favorite books, but like from the business perspective, like being an entrepreneur and launching products and that stuff, it'd have to be how was it launch by Jeff Walker. I think the title is like launch, how to sell almost anything online, build the business you love, live the life of your dreams. He was my initial inspiration because he like started the email marketing movement really. So he's constantly putting out great content around how to do email marketing in a self-fulfilling, like authentic way to attract customers. So that definitely would be probably one of my favorite business books. Awesome. Number two, who is the most influential person in your life or career? Again, these are tough questions because as a therapist, I have answers, but as a business person, I have answers. So I would say like in the business space, like the online digital course space, Amy Porterfield was a huge influencer for me. She teaches you about list building and how to get a good list going to sell products. And then Stu McLaren of Tribe, he's another one that I took his courses because that's how I got my membership going through his courses. So both of them have really been big influencers for me. Nice. Yeah, I've heard of them before. And you understand how to leverage the internet and technology to still be able to grow a business and connect with people. So yeah, those mm-hmm. are good resources. Number three, what is one goal you want to accomplish within this next year? So right now I'm working on a new course. It's called The Traveling Therapist. I have a new website called The Traveling Therapist. And what I've done is I've reached out to about, I don't know, 40 therapists I know that travel and work. And they're all covering different topics. They're all going to do educational videos around different topics like Wi-Fi or RV living, all kinds of stuff. So I'm working on that course right now. So in the next year, I hope it's completely done, launched and out to the world so people can start living that traveling lifestyle they want to. Awesome. Hey, I like it. Last but not least, what is one piece of advice you would give to your 20-year-old self? Oh gosh, this is a hard one. I would say just follow your gut, what you want to do. Like with me, it's always been about travel and adventure and exploring, but it took me until I was like 40 to actually commit and and go all in on it. So if there's something you're like super passionate about, pursue that and make your career work around that. I wish I'd started this when I was 20. Oh, nice. Just follow your passions and Mm -hmm. never have to worry about your career. That's right. Perfect piece of advice. Excellent way to wrap up today's episode. We've been talking about a lot of interesting stuff, but for the people who are interested and want to connect with you and they want to learn more, where can they do that? Where can they find you? Yeah, you can go to kimtolson.com, which is K-Y-M-T-O-L-S-O-N.com. Or you can join us on Facebook, Insurance Billing for Telehealth Practitioners on Facebook. I have a new website called The Traveling Therapist, and there's a subscribe list on there if you want to uh, get on my list for travel-related stuff. And also have a Facebook group called The Traveling Therapist, if you're interested. Awesome. Awesome. And I'll be sure to include all of those links in the resources section. Thanks for uh, jumping on and just taking some time out of your day to share your story, share the journey, and how you went about creating your ideal lifestyle really and how you're helping others within this industry do that as well i feel like uh, the impact that you're making is super valuable so appreciate you you jumping on thanks so much thanks for inviting me no problem this was a fun one with that being said that ends today's episode i hope you guys got a lot of value out of this catch you guys on the next one